What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I just want to say, first things first, I'm thankful for you guys, and just I think we should be a little more thankful every day for the people that are in our lives. Because do we truly understand and realize that these people that in, are in your life are not in the lives of the majority of our state, of our country, of the world, that these unique creations that you get to spend time with, they're unique to your life, you know? You might have friends of friends, but the people that are foundational in your life, the people that you spend time around most, they were uniquely designed to interact with your life in a divine order. And it's so incredible to know that and to see people, you know, like just looking at someone and, and saying, hey, today I'm going to be more graceful to this person. You know, the person at the cash register, I actually have a buddy, not much of a buddy. I don't know if I should call him a buddy, but his name is Frank and he works at the White Creek Community Center's um, little Aggie Express shop. And it's cool because I one day just asked him if he needed prayer for anything. And now every time I go in there, we have like a friendship, you know, um, and I get to ask him questions because he's an older, older man um, from like a different ethnicity. And I get to experience or at least secondarily experience what he's been through in his life and the wisdom that he's gained through that and just through those conversations like I've learned so much but I also get to bless this person every day like I get to look at them while everybody else pass by and I get to say hey how are you doing like what is up my guy like really engage in a relational manner and it's it's so cool to be able to bless people in that way like, I've said this a million times, but just giving someone a high five as you're walking on campus could change their life. I saw this quote today. is like, be genuine to people because you may be the only one to be genuine to those. And as believers, it's, it's our duty to be the light of the world. And so how do we do that? Well, first off, it's by being filled. Uh, Pastor... J.D. Griffin from Antioch Austin Church said this, if you are not feel filled before you go out and you try to minister to people, you try to bring light and life to people, if you're not first filled by the word of God, filled by the blessing and the identity of God, then you will dry up. Your cup is not full, you will dry up. If you just keep receiving and keep receiving, but you don't pour out. You don't do do what you're called to do and, and minister to people. Then you will blow up because there is an ebb, of, ebb and flow to life. There is a, there's a, a flow to, to things. God has designed things in a specific way. And that's why when you look down to the fundamentals of how nature works, and then how we actually work in society, you see these patterns, you see these things, and, and God makes it more clear and reveals it more through his scriptures. And so that's something I actually just met with my old discipler 
and he's actually the youth pastor of Antioch Community Church, um, Daniel Locke, an incredible man, has made uh, so much impact in my life and in a time period where I really, really needed it. And we were talking about so one of the things that our church is moving towards is this thing called the Own It Initiative. How do we own our pursuit of God? How do we own our place in the mission and in His mission? And how do we own the price of progress? And so, the in particular one that I've been focusing on is how do we own the place in His mission? How do we own our place in the mission of God? what he has established, what he has promised, what he is planning to do with creation, with our world. And what I've kind of landed on is, is, is two different things that need to happen. First off, we have to understand the why. Why are we here? What are we doing? What, what does the Bible clearly say about the existence in which we live in? What is the playing field? What game are we playing? What sport are we playing? Are we trying to play soccer on a tennis court? You know, do we understand what the context of our lives is? Do we understand that Jesus, his plan laid out in scriptures is to return to the earth and restore everything that is broken? He plans to bring us back to the Garden of Eden to what he intended creation to be. He's not going to leave us out to dry. And so we need to know that. Also, another important thing to know, and that I found is really, really helpful, is to know that God is not dwelling in some other dimension. <laughs> that he's like he's not in another dimension that is way off, way far away, where <laughs> and outside of this creation. He, why is this sounding like this? He is dwelling within his creation. It says in scriptures that heaven is simply up. And so the way I perceive that is that God is dwelling outside of the perceivable universe or further than the perceivable universe in which we know. So the edge of the universe, God is beyond that, and that is the heavens. So it talks about how the stars are in the heavens. So the the heavens just refers to this expanse of creation. So the earth, the sky, the expanse. Like the sky is a part of the expanse. And so why I went on that ramble and why I think that is important is because this this specifically it makes God way more personal it makes our decisions way more personal and way more real because it's like okay God did not choose to live somewhere else because he hates us you know he wants to be a part of our lives he wants to be up close and personal and so that's the first part of owning our mission, understanding what God plans to do, how he plans to, to unify the earth, to restore the earth, and restore creation in general to a sinless state, a place where there's no pain, there's no sorrow, there's nothing like that anymore. 
and I think the other part of getting people involved in, in a church and getting them to serve is the kind invitation. And, and you see Jesus doing this continuously is his invitations are always kind. And it, it goes to sometimes people don't know that there is a place for them. And I think one of the most important things to do is make it very clear that there's a place for people. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the way that we do that is there's three kind of aspects to growing the kingdom of God, to um, expanding your blessings, to um, God fulfilling your prayers. And it comes down into three things. So first is truth. So you can establish the truth in the Bible. What are we supposed to be obedient to? How are we supposed to pray? All of these things. And then you have the second part where it's like the actual prayer component is so important. And let me see if I can pull up this scripture real fast. But the scripture says, and this is incredible because if we believe Jesus actually walked this earth, if we believe that, then, and we believe he was God, then we can trust what he says, right? That that everything he has said is true. And this is his personal words. And it says, And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you have asked for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. I'm just going to read that one more time. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. This is clear to me. This is clear that if we stay persistent in our prayers, they will be answered. Isn't that amazing? And do we believe that? If we are truly believers and followers of Jesus, we have to believe that. And so if we truly believe that, then we will stay persistent in our prayer for what we are hoping for, for a new expansion of the church, for the whole world being reached with the gospel, for miracles to happen within your family. Like if we stay persistent in the prayer, Jesus himself has promised to us that it will happen. Wow, that is incredible. And so that is a huge component of us growing as a church and us stepping into a movement and for people joining in and serving in the church is prayer. And then once you pray, being obedient to what God has told us, being obedient to what God has said. And so, yeah, guys, I just want to thank you guys for listening. I want to start releasing more podcasts, interview podcasts. I want to talk to some of the top church leaders. I think that would be amazing. I don't know what God has for me. Um, probably going to Africa this summer. So I will take you guys along there. And I'm probably just going to do a daily rundown of what is happening. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to pray. God, thank you so much for sending every single person and this person in particularly that I'm picturing in my head right now to this podcast to hear your truth, to feel encouraged, 
and to move forward with a ferocity and a love for you, God. Uh, thank you so much, Jesus. And, you know, actually, I'm going to... Um, I am going to... Let's just go over a couple more scriptures real fast. And I, I think it's important because... Um, yeah, so th- this one's this one's really important. This is First Peter four twelve through thirteen. It says, "Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something is strange, if, if something strange is happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in His suffering." so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all of the world. Wow. So this scripture is explaining to us that don't be surprised when these trials show up and these hardships show up because these are the things that unite you to Christ. And it sounds so counterintuitive. We want everything good. But have you noticed when you go through hardship, you come out with more perspective, more love, more gratefulness than you ever have before. Have you noticed that? It's it's pretty incredible. And so let me just read this one more time for you guys because there's a power in the Word of God. There's a power in it. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through. As if something strange were happening to you. Like it's not a strange thing. It's it's it every person goes through it. Every person. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. So it's like when you have struggled or it's taken work to get somewhere, it's taken persistence to get somewhere, you talk to any of the top business owners in the world. It takes work. And the work itself makes the glorious day more satisfying. The trials we go through, that is what will give you the wondrous joy of seeing His glory revealed to all of the world. That you shared in His suffering. That you joined with Him. It's like, God, I knew you. I know you. I went through that with you. You were there with me. I prayed to you. I got to know you. Like You'd be like, wow. It, it all came to be. Your promise is faithful. You will stay faithful. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to stay faithful. He's promised to stay faithful. And it's not blind belief like we talked about before. It's historical significance. Historically, God has stayed faithful. So why would he have stopped now? The prophecy of the day of the Lord is still to come. And we put our hope in that because he's going to uh, unify all of creation. He plans to. He, he, he has some incredible plans for us. And we can't even imagine what the age to come is going to look like. And that's one of the things Daniel and I was talking about is... It is so much easier to explain the gospel to someone when you know what the gospel is. Let me just say that one more time. 
it is so much easier to explain the gospel to someone when you know what the gospel is and to to understand that we're not going to some bodiless formless place to sing songs for eternity yes i'm sure like there's worship now so there definitely will be worship in the age to come but god is planning to restore his creation like everything that we can do now that is good in the eyes of god that is that is um righteous anything that we do now that is enjoyable like different foods and flavors and activities like these things and more than we can ever imagine will be present in the age to come in heaven per se you know but heaven will be this creation god doesn't plan on staying separated he plans on coming together so is my personal belief that in the age to come, we're going to know each other to the fullest of ex- the extent in which you can know someone. Like, we're going to look at people and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're so amazing. Like, you as a created being are so unique. We're, we're just going to be, it's hard to even explain into words now because one of the things C.S. Lewis says is, and this is not from scripture, so I, I don't want you to think it is, but C.S. Lewis has historically been a very wise man and he actually says that um, on the day of the Lord, you know, it talks this, it does say this in scripture that we're, we will be glorified alongside Jesus on the day of the Lord because we put our trust in him. We followed him. He knows us. He will glorify us along with him. And then we will actually, this is something we're talking about in my Bible study. We will actually judge spiritual beings. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? After we're glorified on the, on the day of the Lord, the day of glorification, that the guardian angels and different um, spiritual beings that are around us and interacting with our world, that we will actually go alongside Jesus in order to judge them for what they've done. That's crazy because we'll be in a glorified state, and so we'll be sanctified and we'll be able to justfully judge them, which is crazy to think about. It's like, wow. Um, yeah, but C.S. Lewis says that we will be tempted, and it's it's tempted is the wrong word there, but this is what he says. We will be tempted to worship each other because we will seem like gods. We will kind of have the abilities of what people would think gods would have. And this is not to say we get our own planet like Mormonism. I don't believe that, and I don't think that's true whatsoever. Um, we definitely don't become gods, but to the human, it would look like we're a superhero, like we're an Avenger, you know, that's how, what glorification is going to be like, but we won't worship each other because we'll be sanctified. We'll be fully without blemish, which is incredible to know. Um, but that's exciting, right? That we'll be able to potentially explore the whole universe all of creation you know it's like god doesn't like god created the stars and the galaxies for a reason there's stuff out there for us to discover um for eternity so i think i truly think that part of the glory of eternity and the glory of creation and our expanding universe and whenever it becomes you know reunited with heaven reunited with god's presence is that 
we will have an eternity of exploration that we will be able to explore the expanse of our galaxies for eternity and learn more about who God is and his character and why he created certain things and why he allows us to have certain abilities because of that. And so I think that's kind of where I'm going to end this episode off at. Um, I'm going to try to do more solo episodes and I really want to do more interview uh, again, more podcasts, just hanging around and chatting with some wise people and my friends. Um, Let me know what you think of these episodes. Let me know if this has brought you any um, any joy, any, um, any value to your life. Uh, you can follow created.curious on Instagram or bailey.mullins on Instagram as well, or go to createdcurious.com if you want to support my mission. I'm going to have some merchandise soon, some really cool shirts. And every time you buy a shirt, um, you will actually receive a Bible to give someone and we will actually give out a Bible on your behalf too. So two Bibles will be given away with every single cert purpose, uh, purchase. And I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to see if you guys will like those. And I'm really wanting to step further into um, this kind of teaching role. I want to step further into this calling and just see where it takes me. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. And I'll see y'all next time. Goodbye. (laughs) See you guys.